Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community practicing the way of Jesus and thirsting for the life he gives. Well, September is is a big month for students, but it's not just a big month for students. It's a big month for everybody, right? Because this is the month where we transition out of summer. We transition out of like lax schedules and and recreation and, and having having lots of fun to where we begin to develop some more routines and rhythms, right? It's a, and it's, it's a time of year, honestly, as a pastor, I can tell you this, it's a time of year after Labor Day, which is next weekend, everyone starts coming back to church <laughs> because summer's short here in Vermont too, so everyone just kind of like goes and does stuff, but it's after Labor Day, next weekend, people start coming back to church because they're, they're also looking to develop some healthy spiritual rhythms, right? We go through seasons where we're like, yeah, I've, I gotta develop some, some, some good routines and some good healthy rhythms, and it's also a time of year when many people are looking for a church to call home. They're, they're trying to discern what is the right community that I'm going to belong to and, and worship with. In fact, I was just having a conversation with somebody this week who is in that spot. It's, it's fall time. I'm trying to discern like, where I'm going to worship, and, and we were having coffee together. And, and that's what I want to talk about today. And what was really interesting to me is, is John preached my sermon today already, and Joe preached my sermon next week already. So I don't even have to do anything hardly anymore. This is great. I just get to show up and say what they said, <laughs> echo what they said. But what I want to do is I want to talk today a bit about how do you find a church home. And I want to take the next 20 minutes to talk about that. And I want to, I want to submit four questions to you to ask yourself when you're trying to discern, where do I worship? Where, where, where's, where, where's my church home going to be? Now, before we get to these questions, I have to start with this disclaimer that in no way am, am I suggesting that through these four questions that our church is the right church for you. <laughs> in, in fact, um, our church is not for everyone, and we don't pretend to be. We're good at some things. We're really terrible at other things. And we're just one of uh, what John said. We're one of many unique kingdom expressions in our area, and we're trying just to be faithful to, to what God's given us to do, who God's called us to be. And, and what I mean by that is because God's kingdom is so vast, it's, it's so rich, it's impossible for one single congregation to reflect that in its entirety, right? Like, think of yourself. Think of your own self or person. You're, you're probably good at some things, and then there's probably something, a couple things you're really great at. Then there's probably a couple things you're okay at. And then there's some things that you're not good at, right? Well, well churches are, are the same. They're like us as people. That, that each one of us is doing our best to be faithful to, to who God has made us to be and shaped us to be and is forming us to be as we, as we also are being transformed into Christ's image. And I'm thankful, as a pastor, I'm thankful that there's multiple campus ministries, that there's multiple churches in different unique kingdom expressions. And, and one thing that, that I love about ministering in Vermont is we root for each other. It, we root for other churches. We do, that, it's, to be, to, it's just the silliest thing in the world to compete <laughs> with other churches, right? Because we need all these different unique kingdom expressions. And some churches are going to be be reflecting God's kingdom this way, and some are going to reflect this aspect of God's kingdom and this aspect of God's kingdom. And I have been a, a, a part of four different churches in my lifetime, and in each of them, 
it was quite different from the other, but they played a formative, special formative and unique role in, in my spiritual walk during specific seasons of, of my life. And while none of the churches were perfect, including the one that I'm currently part of now, they were right for me at the time in the season that I was there. And I believe that God planted me and put me in that church, each one of those. Um, and my hope today is that these four questions that I'm going to submit to you will help you discern how to find the right church wherever you are in, in your journey with God, even if it's not this church. And I don't assume that it, that it is. Uh, first question, what local church does God want me to be a part of? That's a good starting point, right? Where does God want me? Now, the other three questions we're going to cover inform this question, but this is the big question. That's why we're starting with it. What church does God want me to be part of? In the book, the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, the apostle Paul is teaching about the local church, and he uses the metaphor of a human body. He says the church is like a, a human body. Um, and in verse 18, he says this, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. And so he's communicating this, this sentiment that God places every body part where it is for a reason so it can do its work, and he does the same thing for the church, that he fits us together, he puts us together right where he wants us, right? He's very interested and invested in, in finding the right place for us to, to contribute and belong and, and to worship. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 20, I think we, we read part of this today in the call to worship. We'll read it again. See, everyone's preaching my sermons. I don't even have to preach. We should just go have coffee Sunday right now. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together. Think of those words right there. Carefully Joined, not, not just sporadically or, or chaotically. We're carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. So the scriptures tell us that, that God is invested in us. He's, he wants to fit us into the right church at the right time. And, and the first step in, in discerning that is inviting God into that process. God, where do you want me to, to worship and, and, and contribute and belong to? Um, where, where's the right fit for this season of my life? That's the first question. The second question I want to submit to you to consider when you're trying to discern the right church for you is, are the bones good? And let me tell you what I mean by that. How many of you have ever signed a lease on an apartment or went to buy a house and you were a little bit nervous about it? Because <laughs> you're locking in, right? You're like, oh man, I don't know. Like, and, and sometimes you have to do that unseen, right? To lease an apartment, you have to actually like, sign the lease before you even can can go there. My son had to do that. He was moving across the country to California and LA, and he's like, I just have to like sign something, and like, I don't know what it's going to be like. But that's not ideal, is it? I remember when I was buying my house here in Vermont, I was so nervous because I never bought anything before. Like, I had a car. That was about all I'd own. And, and it, was, it was a lot of money, and I was just really nervous. Like, I don't even know. Like, I just feel like this is, this is a big deal. You ever felt that way before? When you're trying to find a place to live? And so we had an inspector come. We hired this inspection person to come and look at everything in the house. They had to tell us, like, because there's stuff I can't see, right? I, I could see some stuff, uh, but this inspector would come through and inspect the house because, and, and it was a lot of money to pay for that, but for me, if I'm going to make this my house and I'm going to buy this property or I'm going to sign this lease, I need to know, is it solid, right? Is there any mold? 
This is going to make me sick. Are, are there any cracks in the foundations? Are there any concerns that, that I should be aware of before I move into this place? And the same is true when you're looking for a church home. Right? You, you, you have to ask questions like, is, is, it, is it Christ-centered? Do they handle the scriptures well? Do they preach the scriptures? Are, are there checks and balances? How do they handle conflict? Um, are there any hints of manipulation or control or, or secrecy? Um, am I picking up anything toxic in the air? <laughs> um, how do people treat one another? How are they treated? These are all good questions. And, and you might be thinking to yourself, Adam, this is the church. None of that stuff, like all that stuff is good. And I would say this is your first time, isn't it? <laughs> because churches are comprised of people like us. Right, imperfect human beings with all sorts of baggage. That we're all hypocrites in transition. Right, we're we're all aspiring to be like Jesus, but none of us have arrived yet. And churches have issues just like people have issues. Right, and the truth is, you'll never find the perfect church. If you do, you've wrecked it because you went there, and now it is no longer. I mean, you just read, read, the, read the New Testament. When you read the epistles, the epistles are, are letters in the New Testament that, that were written specifically to churches because they had all kinds of problems. And the letter is like addressing this problem and this problem and this problem. Um, and yet God chooses to invite imperfect people like us to par- participate in his redemptive plan so we get to be part of the church, something that Jesus is building. And, and while you'll never find a perfect church, it's really important to inspect the bones. Are the bones good? Okay, third question to consider. What's the community like? And and more specifically, what are the people who make up the community like? See, I'm guessing that that your neighborhood, that your campus, that your town, that your community you live in has an ethos. It, It has a culture. It has a vibe, right? And that was created by the people who are there. And churches are like that too. And so you have to ask the question, what are the people like? Is the the church diverse but also unified around Jesus? Is it it welcoming? Is is there a pastoral, caring, encouraging environment? Uh, Are they interested in growing in their faith in Jesus? Is is there room to contribute? Is is there enough space for me? Right When you move into an apartment, you want to say, is this spacious enough? Like... Those are all good questions to ask. What's the community like? And, and here's a big one in, in that same vein, is can you find friends there? Right? Because I'm convinced that, that people aren't looking for a friendly church, they're looking for friends. And so can you find friends to, to walk with and, and to journey in Jesus with? Fourth question, final question, to, that I'm going to submit to you to, to kind of ask yourself when you're discerning how to find a church home, is do the churches aspirational values align with some of your own? Does the church's aspirational values align with some of your own? In other words, does does the church care about a few things that you care about? Again, if if each local church has a unique kingdom expression, then they're going to focus on different aspects of God's kingdom. One church might really care about excellence, and they focus on presentation, and everything is like super tidy. People are la- smirking at me right now because they know, okay, that's not us. <laughs> but, but some, like, God is, God is excellent, right? He, 
and, and some churches are, are able, able to focus on that and do that really well and, and have a good presentation. Other churches might emphasize teaching, Bible teaching, and have really good, sound, solid teaching. Um, another church might exp- have expressive worship as something they care about and value. Right? Another church might, might focus intently on mission work overseas or justice and reform or strengthening families. Maybe they're really good at like, pouring into families. Maybe they, they have like, amazing kids' ministry or, or children's ministry, or, or maybe counseling is what they're really good at, or maybe it's evangelism, or small groups is the thing that, that thrive in their community, or contemplative practice and liturgy. So none of these things are bad, right? Prayer, maybe it's prayer. None of these things are, are, are bad. They're all good things. But a single church isn't going to be able to express all those values perfectly. It doesn't mean that churches can't grow in those things, right? We're called to grow in, in our faith and become more like Christ, become more like Jesus, and so those things we can actually grow in. But just like you as a person, you can't be good at everything, right? And that's why you have friends and family and neighbors and coworkers, because together you, 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 you fill in some of the gaps you have. And church, churches are like that too. Um, so what are a few of the values that a church has that are aligning with, with your own. And, and, and you're trying to be faithful to, to what God's calling you to, right? So, so discern that when you're, when you're thinking about church, church home. Let me, let me close by just sharing a few things that we care about here at Church at the Well. And Abby already mentioned this this morning, but we, we try to hyper-focus on three things. And they're all aspirational in nature, meaning that we have not arrived at any of these. We're aspiring toward them. But the three things that we try to hyper-focus on is to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. And I know that's simple, but we're simple folks here. So we just, we just try to be hyper-focused on those three things. And we really, behind this, is this desire, we want to learn how to be apprentices of Jesus. We want to learn how to be disciples of Jesus. We want to learn how to be followers of Jesus. And, and we want to do that together. And, and we recognize that an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning might not be enough to do that, <laughs> right? To, to be with Jesus, if we're going to try to cram all of our being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus did in an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday, we might not get there. <laughs> uh, a, a pastor from Queens, New York, Rich Velotis says it this way, that if Jesus spent eight hours a day, every day, for three years with his disciples, he would have spent over 8,000 hours with them. And after all that time, they still had major gaps. One hour a week will never change people. We need a life that abides in him with the support of others. See, what the sentiment he's conveying here is that going to church once a week is great, but what we really need is is to learn throughout our week, right, how to be with Jesus, how to become like Jesus, how to do what Jesus did. And so those are the three things that we we hyper-focus on. There's a number of other things we care about in value, um, but those are the three things that we try to be hyper-focused on. We, we do care a lot about like authenticity and approachability. The name of our church, Church at the Well, comes from 
the Gospel of John chapter 4. Jesus has this interaction with this woman at the well, and she has all kinds of questions and doubts. And Jesus interacts with her in truth and love in, in such a beautiful way. And when, when we, we read that chapter long ago, we were like, this is the church we want to be, where people can, we can make room for people who have questions and doubts and engage them and, and have a, an approachable way and an authentic way so that we can talk about, about Jesus. Another thing that we care about is creativity. Another thing we, we value, we believe that God is creative, right? He's a creator. He's creative. He's created us in his image, so therefore we're creative. Um, I, I say all of us are creative. When we were t- announcing the, the conference on Christianity and the Arts, it's not just for artists. We're all creative. Some are creative solving problems. Some are creative with numbers. Some are, right? We all are creative because we're made in God's image, and he's creative. And so we value God's creation here. We, we value each other's creativity and, and their efforts for that. Uh, you'll also notice if you come to Church at the Well for a while that I'm only up here about 50% of the time, even though I'm the, the, the lead pastor, the full-time pastor, um, because we believe in a multitude of voices. We believe that every part has something to contribute, has something of value, right? Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 21 says this. Again, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. This is what John was talking about earlier. So it is with the body of Christ. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Verse 22, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body. Each one of you is part of it. See, we believe this, that the fact that you're here is proof that God's not done changing us yet. Because each person is a different part. It has a unique contribution to make to, to a local church, right? Um, one last thing that we care about quite a bit is, is mission. One question we ask ourselves often as a church is, if we weren't here, would we be missed? And not, not just by the people who come to our church. We're asking that question, like, if our church wasn't here, would our community, would our neighbors, would, would, would our town, would our county miss us? And to be honest with you, I'm not sure that's a resounding yes yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> because we are, are deeply committed and desire to be a blessing to other people. Like, and that's a great question to ask. If I wasn't here, if this church wasn't here, what have you missed? Well, that's going to that's gonna drive you to the mission of Jesus right there, the mission of presence, right? Um, so those are just a few things that we care and, and value about. I'm not going to tell you the things that we're terrible at. <laughs> you just have to figure those out on your own. I'm sure you'll talk with somebody today in Coffee Sunday, and, and there'll be some of that discussion. Um, but how I want to end our time today before we go into the lobby and just spend some time together is I have a card for you. And we're going to hand this out. And I need a couple volunteers to come out and hand these out to folks. Kayla, Justin, can you hand some out for me? Thank you. And on this card is a question. It's the same question on every card. Same question on every card. And here's the question. What is one thing you remember about your first experience attending a local church? I want you to think of one thing that you remember when you attended a local church, 
And then there's another question on it. What did God teach you? And here's what I'm asking you to do. During our coffee Sunday, take your little card, be, be bold, get your coffee, get your snacks, find someone, and ask them this question. And, you, and maybe there's somebody who they've never been to a local, this is their first time in a local church. Say, you, do, you, you get an A on the homework, and you don't even have to do anything. You say, this is my first time, I'm still thinking about what God's teaching me. <laughs> Depends on how good this coffee is. Um, will you do that with me? Okay, can you stand up and let me pray for us? Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you said you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it, that nothing would come against it. Lord, I, for one, am grateful that I don't have to build it and that we don't have to build it because we would mess that up quick. But Jesus, you're building it and we get to come alongside and be with you and become like you and do what you did and partner with you and even with our flaws and even with our imperfection and our sin, um, you forgive us when we repent and confess and come humbly before you. And Lord, we thank you so much for that and for the, for the opportunity to participate in, 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 in your good work. Lord, thank you for all of the unique kingdom expressions in our region, all the churches, all the campus ministries that are preaching the good news of Jesus. Lord, would you bless them this morning? God, would you encourage them this morning? And Lord, do that for us too as, as we're together as we're drinking coffee and, and having conversations with folks and, and answering this question on, that's on these cards, Lord, would you, would you teach us something today? Would you reveal something of who you are to us today so that we can be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus? Lord, we ask all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church of the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at www.wellchurchvt.com.